Crystal skulls are human skull hardstone carvings made of clear or milky white quartz, claimed to be pre-Columbian Mesoamerican artefacts by their alleged finders. Some individuals believe in the paranormal claim that crystal skulls have healing properties and that they were created by advanced extraterrestrials who visited Earth in ancient times. Join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we put our heads together to try to get to the bottom of the mystery that surrounds these curious artefacts. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at those mysterious skies, outer limits, uh, undersea, back smoky back rooms wherever i'm one of your hosts neil kelly and i'm your other host Stu jackson uh, how you doing neil you've been feeling a bit under the weather lately haven't you i have yeah i had um i think a bit of food poisoning last week which uh put me in hospital on a drip and um also had my covid jab which left me feeling a bit a bit rough the last couple of days so uh so yeah um if you have your COVID jab, usually any jab like that, COVID or flu, they'll ask you, are you left-handed or right-handed, and recommend that um, the jab goes in your, your not your main arm, but your other arm. Actually, what you need to think about, this is my top tip, think about the side you sleep on, because if you have the COVID jab, your arm will be sore. If you sleep on your left side, don't have it in your left arm. Um, yeah. Follow me for more tips or life hacks. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. Did you have your flu jab at the same time? No, I've got that. Um, I've got to go somewhere else for that. But uh, yeah, that's in right next week. I think I've done it the other way around. I had my flu jab on Saturday, so I've got to. Okay. Uh, need to book in for my COVID jab. But well, you um, know, neither of us are spring chickens. We're both vulnerable adults, and we've got to look after ourselves. That's it. We're getting we're getting pretty ancient, and uh, speaking of ancient, that segues very <laughs> nicely onto today's topic because we're looking at uh, allegedly ancient artifacts, uh, specifically the crystal skulls. The crystal skulls, yeah. So why are we talking about crystal skulls, Stu? What do they got so, to do with um, our, our... the? The theory goes that uh, these are pre-Columbian Mesoamerican skulls, in, p- in particular 
Um, mm. the, the most famous of these is the Mitchell Hedges skull, um, a skull that was found by someone called Mitchell Hedges, uh, Anna Mitchell Hedges, back in the 1940s. Okay. Um, yeah, the, these are allegedly, they're, they're sort of, they're human sized skulls made out of crystal, as you would expect for crystal skulls. This has nothing to do with the Indiana Jones movie, which was just tripe. By the way, um, yeah. So the, I don't, I don't think skulls... Indiana Jones is meant to be a serious look at any anything. <laughs> Probably not, but that was the worst of the move Indiana mm. Jones movies by a long shot. Anyway, we're not doing a movie review. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, these are there's a handful of these uh, original skulls that were claimed to have been found um, either in clear quartz or or a milky white quartz and absolutely perfect throughout so so even though like I say uh, allegedly ancient um showing no signs of kind of hand tools chipping them out or anything like that so it has been theorized that only in advanced technology could have actually made them and a lot of people put that together of course with um the the ancient alien theory that uh, you know we've been visited and uh throughout throughout the ages by aliens who have left little indicators here and there for us to follow the breadcrumbs on and this might be one of them um schools that yeah no that's all new as to how they could have I, I been knew made back some, then. I, I knew someone who was into into crystal skulls. She was she was often on about them. It was a writers group I belonged to, and then one day, one day we turned up and she had all she'd brought all these skulls with her, about um, mm-hmm. maybe half a dozen or, or more, um, all different shapes and sizes. I don't think she actually had a life size, a human sized. Well, no, that one, wouldn't have most, been the original most one, of them, obviously. Most of um, them are, are significantly sort of um, this yes. kind of now, size. In, <laughs> that's it. That, that's one of the larger ones that you, you often see. Um, mm-hmm. So um, um, you've, you've touched on an interesting point here that a lot of people claim about these, these skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying this as someone who... Uh, who who believes in crystal healing, crystal therapies? Uh, okay. A lot of people say that these particular these crystal skulls have healing or, or or mystical properties and energies to them, um, especially these originals that were found. But uh, but you go to you go to any sort of um, new age crystal shop that they'll have. They'll have shelves dedicated to oh yeah, they're, they're uh, schools out mass. of all different sizes. What was that? Okay, right? they're produced on mass, aren't they? I mean, they've they've got there's yes. a number of them in the British Museum and the Smithsonian Institute. Um, on closer examination, they revealed markings that they could only have been made with modern carving implements. So they reckon they well, were made sometime in the mid to late eighteen hundreds. Um, well, this that, is the claim uh, that they they the so there, there have been a lot of fakes that have been made since the original uh, was found, 
Um, the earliest known uh, is actually at the British Museum. Uh, it was found in 1881, or okay. it was presented to the British Museum in 1881. I don't know anything about its its uh, provenance, though. Um, um, nobody seems to. What the, the British Museum um, pinpointed the manufacture of most of the skulls to an area of Germany famous for manufacturing intricate quartz and crystal designs in the late 19th century. Mm-hmm. The crystal is said to be found in Brazil or Madagascar. Um, it's examinations, and it says, and this is from National Geographic, and the fact that no such skull has ever been uncovered as an official archaeological excavation led the British Museum to extrapolate that all of the famed crystal skulls are likely fakes. So, is this someone, you know, they, are we saying that yeah, no one's ever found one as an official excavation, but someone has turned up with a thing that they're claiming came from their excavation? Or So, yeah, yes, you weren't that, there, but I found this be, thing. That would be accurate. Um, hmm. However, you, you've got to also bear in mind the way, particularly in the 1800s, that... Um, archaeological excavations where they weren't that none of them were ever official they were basically <laughs> looters they, they were tomb raiders um not yeah. in the lara croft vein but you know um there's there's oh one chat i've forgotten his name now hmm. um but he he was like he was he was famous as an egyptian um archaeologist uh, for made huge, massive discoveries. Mm. This is this is pre Carter days, uh, so mm. pre Tutankhamun, and the way he, the, so this guy was was oh I've forgotten his name and it's really irritating. But he and I know he was an ex circus strongman. That was kind of how he <laughs> made his name and his money. Did he have a big moustache um, and a, a bald he head did, and a great big bushy beard? Yeah, <laughs> he certainly <laughs> did. Um, and you know his his way of getting into these ancient Egyptian tombs was the way all archaeologists got into those ancient Egyptian tombs was with dynamite. Mm. They'd come across a tomb door and they would blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> um, you know now obviously that's that, that that's how archaeology was back in those days. You you'd have basically these tomb robbers going in, finding lots of like nice things that that they hadn't destroyed, showing no no care for the surroundings, grabbing as much as possible, and then taking it back to the British Museum and selling it to them. So so when was this? Was this nineteenth century? That was yeah yeah in the eighteenth century. Yes yes. I suppose yeah, dynamite um, only became available late eighteen hundreds, didn't it? I think. I'm saying dynamite explosives, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but they did used to use explosives to get into tombs. Mm. Um, yeah. No, no care was taken or anything like that. And of course, it's it's colonialism, isn't it? It's um, you know, Egypt was under under British rule. Mm-hmm. I think it was, wasn't it, at that time? Don't know when it came. Uh, the... Probably. <laughs> my my history they, they on that just... is is, uh, but I'm I'm using that as an example because obviously we're talking about um, Mexican or, or hmm. uh, Mesoamerican. Uh, oh, we're say. we're talking about um, Mexican pyramids. 
Or uh, well, not uh, necessarily pyramids, um, but but Mesoamerican archaeological okay. sites that it was claimed these skulls came from. So yeah, so the, so so my point with all of this, I've kind of gone mm. a little bit rambly here, but m- my point is that where the British Museum say, well, there are no official records of the archaeological site, no, there wouldn't be because. People didn't take official... Very occasionally, the British Museum would organise their own dig. And yes, they'd have records of that, of course. But and, that and was maybe, very, very rare. Maybe even Almost then... Almost all they, digs were. Maybe even then, they they wouldn't want to admit to it. Yeah. Someone brought us these interesting artefacts. We're going to... We're going to... Dis- no one's claimed ownership, so we're going to display them in our museum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so So... Yeah, I get the point. You know, yes, there, you know, there's no official record of where it came from. No, but but yeah, there just wouldn't be. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, going back on the the Egyptian side of things, just as a an interesting. So my my ex was was an Egyptian archaeologist, so that's how I I know okay. quite a lot of this stuff. Um, but back around that time as well, um, mummies were bought and sold to the general public and in fact the, the victorians used to have mummy unwrapping parties where they would buy an egyptian mummy and get all the friends round and like have a few drinks and there was it all jolly and they would unwrap the mummy wow yeah um a lot of a lot of people in fact back then obviously we're talking the very wealthy elite uh was was At that the in Victorian I mean, I know there was a, yeah. a fascination for all things Egyptian in the nineteen twenties, after the discovery of Tutankhamun's tomb. Um, I know, I know, people had Egyptian themed parties then, and there were all sorts of, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, Valentino and Nureyev and all sorts <laughs> playing these Egyptian yeah. romantic heroes. But huge, like, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of of mummies utterly destroyed. Uh, And not just human mummies. Like, like, But, yeah, they they used to, like, have mummies as decoration, like, standing up in the corner of a room. That's why a lot of them uh, now to this day are, like, you know, they're they're damaged at the knees because of the weight. They're not obviously not designed to be stood up, and that's how they they kept them. Um, But not just human uh, mummy. A lot of cats were mummified. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah, and... um, Yeah, just hundreds and hundreds of these things. Utterly destroyed. Um, Because that's how people were. So, yeah, so with these crystal skulls, yeah, the fact that they don't have an official record of, like, came from it didn't come mm. from an official dig that basically weren't official digs back then so i, I mean yeah. this this national geographic article says uh, the fact remains that no one knows for sure who made these skulls and when and since there is currently no way to accurately determine the age of such inorganic objects mm-hmm. the mystery like is that true that they can't determine the age i thought they were bringing back lumps of an asteroid that they could tell was 4.6 billion years old or something like that or, I mean, is that when they say accurate they mean here within a, a million or a billion years well um you've got carbon dating mm. um which is probably i mean it's not that accurate but it is probably the most accurate and can um, you do that with minerals can you do that with a, a rock or a crystal 
You can, but all it will tell you in in the case of one of these crystals goes, is how old the original crystal was. Yeah. It won't tell you at what time, what, at what date it was formed. No. So you can what, get a... What you know, date someone get, carved it into a skull. You you can go out tomorrow, Neil, buy Janet a, a beautiful diamond ring. Um, mm. You have my permission now. Thank um, you. <laughs> but you can go out and do that, right, and have the, the, the diamond carbon dated... And it won't tell you what date it was mined. It won't tell you what date it was cut. It'll tell you what date it was formed originally. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. So you can do that with the diamond. Okay. Yeah, you can do that with, with the crystal skulls. But, it, yeah, mm. again, it won't tell you what date they were created in, or what date they were, they were cut, basically. Right. So why are we talking about crystal skulls on a show about UFOs? And a lot of people artifacts. have made huge associations between the two. Um, that they say that that the, the the theory is that extraterrestrials have visited and influenced cultures all over the world, particularly Mesoamerican um, cultures, and yeah, that they have created or formed or tooled or machined or whatever these crystal skulls uh, and left them as a kind of footprint in the sand of so their being here. When we say Mesoamerican, we're talking, is that the Aztecs, the Incas, the Mayas, that, that those civilizations? Yes, that, that sort of collective. Um, um, and we know that, that skulls feature prominently in their, in their culture with, them, for instance, the Mexican Day of the Dead. They have mm-hmm. lots of... Uh, <laughs> they dance around with huge... Papiamese skulls. But, Death um, Muerte, isn't it? So, the, um, Dia del Muerte, yeah. Dia, 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 Dia del Muerte, yeah. yeah. Of, <laughs> the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Well, Muerte is yeah, Muerte, yeah. And, um, human sacrifice is talked about a lot uh, with Mesoamerican cultures as well. And yeah, skulls hmm. were, were had a, a definitely a significance and an importance. No two ways about hmm. that. Because so they would have been left with a particular. left with a pile of them after a day of sacrificing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are there any skulls that are shaped in a strange way that look like ET or a, an alien grey or? No, I suppose, that's, you, I suppose that's, you could make one any shape you want, couldn't you? Really, if you wanted to make and, a skull. And indeed, people do. So there are there are crystals that, that are made. I say made worked. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to use the word "made" as a shorthand for hmm. for, for creating these things. Um, yes, you do go. Like again, you go into these crystal shops, and yes, they'll have like human-shaped skulls, and they'll have alien grey-shaped skulls. Um, you know, ET-shaped skulls, whatever. Hmm. Uh, that's enough affectation. This is why I get irritated with like Indiana Jones. Um, is it's just like that's just made up bollocks. Um, no, the the <laughs> it's not original... Indiana Jones made up bollocks. I mean, the the lost <laughs> ark of the covenant and all this. Actually, that that's my problem with 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 Indiana Jones. I remember going to watch the first one, the the Raiders of the Lost Ark in in the mm-hmm. in the cinema, and I thought, wow, that was you know a real sort of crash bang, exciting adventure, a real sort of an old fashioned kind of action movie. And then it was only later I thought, wait a minute, 
when you look at what happened in that movie, the Nazis went looking for the 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 Ark of the Covenant. They found it. Mm-hmm. They opened it, and presumably because they're evil or whatever, it killed them. And Indiana Jones, well, he might as well have stayed home in bed. I mean, yeah, he he hampered them on their yes. way to to find it, but essentially he had no agency in the in the outcome. And then the second Indiana Jones movie came out a couple of years later, which was quite panned by the critics. I think it's it's since been people people have rehabilitated it. They said well, it's actually not that bad, or it's so bad it's good, or whatever. But uh, it really yeah, so bad. it kind of turned me off the whole Indiana Jones thing anyway. And of course, I lament the um, the rise of or the infantilization of, of of cinema since the early nineteen eighties. But, okay, uh, so but so I keep I yeah. do keep referring to Indiana Jones. And I'm saying that, but it's made mm. up. And I'm so, okay with the crystal skull. So I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify what I'm saying. I'm gonna put the mm. the second Indiana Jones movie to one side because that wasn't about, or as I recall, it wasn't about like a specific um, archaeological find. But no. the first movie was about the Ark of the Covenant, mm. which a lot of people have. They, they've, they claim is a real thing. Mm. It, it's certainly referred to in a lot of documents. Mm. The third movie is about the Holy Grail, which again yes. is allegedly a real item. Mm. The most recent movie um, is about the Antikythera. That's going to be something we'll be discussing at some point. So just warning you <laughs> on that one. Um, which okay, the the way they present the Antikythera is is completely and utterly wrong, but it is a real thing. It it's a thing mm. that has been found. The crystal skulls thing, yes, crystal skulls are real, but they're not alien shaped and they're certainly not magnetic and yeah, it's uh it's it's a complete it's a bastardization of a real thing. Whereas the others um, are more yeah. elaborating on a real thing. Joshua Shapiro, the co-author of Mysteries of the Crystal Skulls Revealed, um, cites claims of healings and expanded psychic abilities from people who have been in the presence of such skulls. He said, yes. quote, We believe the crystal skulls are a form of computer which are able to record energy and vibration that occur all around them. The skull will pictorially replay all events or images of the people who have come into contact with them, i.e. they contain the history of our world. Well, very... That's quite a big assumption, I would say. Quite, yeah, <laughs> um, I would imagine, yeah, from, from, from their viewpoint, from everything in our world that happened within 10 feet of them. Hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, so I'm, like I say, I'm someone who, who believes in the healing powers of, of certain crystals... Um, mm. And when you think that, you know, of course, we use it like scientific in, in technology today all the time mm. um, for channeling certain energies. Well, why not other kinds of energies as well? Um, mm. that, that's, you know, yeah, I, I'm not going to go too it, too far into my personal theories on all that. But it, it's know, kind of uh, new age stuff. I mean, when I was first diagnosed with diabetes, there were all manner of people who say, oh, well, no, you don't need to inject insulin. You can just, I've got this special diet you can follow, or I've got this, or here's this amber crystal. Wear this round your neck on a chain and 
yeah, your diabetes will go away. No, it fucking won't. You know, it's a, <laughs> uh, you know, just it's uh, a, so you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's worrying, not Mom. amber. <laughs> yeah, but you're not you're not um, you're not using that instead of medication. Instead of no, uh, in, no. injecting the hormone that my body can't, can no longer produce on its own. Um, yeah, I just have to inject that hormone. There's the a, a crystal can't. But no, I, I mean, I don't, maybe it's because I don't believe. But um, well, interesting. You should. Say, so I said I wasn't going to go down this. Right, we're, mm. we're clearly going right down this <laughs> rabbit hole. So my personal thing, I'm going to give you a real cliff notes short version of it, is that in fact it's not the crystal themselves. I believe in the power of the human mind. Um, you know, it, 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 that that's where the power is. Um, and things like crystal healings or, you know, people mm. talk about candle magic and certain symbols having, you know, mystical... Pro- I think it's just a way of focusing our unconscious mind to channel energies, personally. Um, anyway, and the mind well, can not go too far down this rabbit hole. No, the, the mind has great power. Yeah, the, the right attitude yes, can does. do a lot. Um, there have been tests that have proven that um, Nurofen which is an ibuprofen-based medicine, mm-hmm. um, which costs far, far more than a packet of generic Nurofen in the chemists. You know, it, it costs you know, 10 times as much. Um, but they've, they've shown that people get better outcomes from it because they buy this Nurofen and say, oh, this is targeted to, to, to fix your joint pain or your back pain or whatever. And it's just new. It's just ibuprofen. But yeah. people actually do get better outcomes from it because they... A lot of it is the placebo yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate the placebo effect. So, anyway, so yes, uh, coming back onto the topic, you're absolutely right. A lot of people do claim that, like I say, that these skulls do have healing properties or mystical hmm. aspects to them. Um, none of which can be proved in a scientific, um, proved in a lab, one way or the other. Uh, of course, with our current level of knowledge, with our current our level current of, way and of, our current level of technology, yeah, yeah, there's there's yeah. maybe energy coming from them that we 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 don't have the uh, the technology to to pick up. So, yes, I still want to talk about the um, the extraterrestrial aspect, yeah, of them. Yeah, well, that I mean, it's no more and no less than what I've just said, which is that pe- some people believe that extraterrestrials created these things because the technology wasn't available to humans at that time. At so, the time so there are they were okay. made. So there are some of these um, skulls. It's worth noting as well that, like I said, the most famous one is the Mitchell Hedges skull. Um, which was found in 1942. Hmm. Um, One that makes that quite different from the one, the the 1881 one in the British Museum, is the Mitchell Hedges skull has a movable jaw. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's obviously it's two pieces of crystal together, but yeah, Hmm. the jaw is actually movable. Whereas in the 1881 uh, skull. It's all one piece, and with the eighteen eighty one skull, they can say, "Well, yeah, we know. All right, we can carbon date the crystal, as you said, and and we can tell. But I suppose to put it under a microscope, we can tell what kinds of tools we use to make this, and when those tools would have been available. But um, 
with this skull that was found in 1942, are they saying, do they have a skull where they say, well, actually, um, we don't have any tools that could carve this in this way? Is so that... that is a an excellent question. So this, yeah, the Mitchell Hedger skull, and um, it's also for our for our listeners' uh, benefit. It's also known as the Crystal Skull of Lubantum, uh, which is allegedly where it was found. Where's uh, Lubantum? Sorry, they do know L- Lubantum? Lubantum. Where Where is Lubantum. that? Sounds African. Uh, I've no idea. <laughs> Lubantum. <laughs> Uh, obviously, they have looked at that under a high-powered microscope, and they can tell it was worked with high-speed metal tools and also with diamond. Okay. So, do you know what? We've we've hit that point in the show when we like to sum up where we are with these things. <clears throat> um, so these skulls... What do you reckon? You 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 seem pretty convinced that yes, extraterrestrials came down, made these things buggered off again. <laughs> of course, is that about well, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Let's travel billions of light years across the galaxy to uh, yeah to deliver these these little um, ornaments, and then we'll fuck off again. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on. What what do you think? What's your theory on them? I mean, I know that in certain Latin American cultures, um, skulls are very important. I can see where crystal skulls come from. There was a, you know, fascination in the in the nineteenth century. I know people who still, well, I used to know someone who, who swore by them now and claimed all sorts of healing powers. I'm, I'm sceptical about it. I have to say, I think they they've been they're nice to look at. They're nice to handle, but um, yeah, I'm not sure that it goes beyond that, really. I'd like one on my mantelpiece, and if it's doing me any good <laughs> by being on my mantelpiece, well, that's that's a bonus, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't take it any further than that. Well, you would want to make sure that it was in that your mantelpiece is in the right place of the room because you want to incorporate your feng shui. You have to I incorporate feng, feng shui. Feng shui yeah. has a role to play in this, is it right? Well, okay. I'm, I'm set because I also I also do feng shui uh, as well as crystal healing. But, um, but yes, having it, I'm yeah. thinking about your for our, for our listeners know who don't house. know feng shui. That's moving your furniture around, isn't it? That's um, fixing uh, your life, fixing your problems by moving your furniture around. But your mantelpiece um, is something you can't move. Entirely. You can only you can only move the room around in relation to the mantelpiece. Can't you? The mantelpiece no. in your property. Your property is divided up into different quadrants, and each quadrant means a different area of your life. So, for example, there's one quadrant that equals kind of financial success. Um, there's one that equates to your health and, and things like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so you're not convinced. No. You're not convinced. That's your, no. that's your update. Well... This might not surprise you. It might surprise you. I don't know. <laughs> might surprise our listeners. I'm. I honestly think they're all fakes. I, I mean, not fakes, yeah. but um, modern creations. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I think. think any of them are ancient. Um, what you know, when I was saying like about well, the way archaeologists used to do it, you know, they used to blow shit up. I mean, which they absolutely mm. did. But people also used to create a lot of fakes. Hmm. 
that was a common thing to do back then so yeah um i i think this was just something that was i think anna mitchell hedges um either saw the one in the british museum and had a different one recreated or somebody scammed her or you know, mm. it, it's going to be impossible to tell. But yeah, I think we're looking at modern creations here. The crystals themselves, well, I do believe in crystals having certain properties to, uh, could well be, as you said earlier, a placebo effect, but that would be why some people experience effects from crystal schools, because they mm. believe it. Yeah. Um, but there we go. That's what I think is, yeah, nothing to do with aliens at all. But a lot of people do make that connection, so I thought it was a worthy topic for the podcast. we got to cover all um, the bases. That's it. That's it. So, uh, But listeners, let us know what you think about the Crystal Skulls. Are we completely way off the mark here? Is there something magical, mystical, supernatural, extraterrestrial to them that we've completely missed or are you on the same page as us that um nah <laughs> or, or do you do you own a crystal skull is there is there one sat on your mantelpiece that's that's currently doing you good or or which has cursed you <laughs> perhaps do let us know that definitely let us know exactly what you think and you can do so by emailing us aliensexplored at gmail.com you can find us on facebook twitter and youtube and whilst we're at it do give us a quick like and subscribe on youtube uh we definitely appreciate that uh, and uh, if you are one of our Patreon subscribers for the low price of two British pounds a month, then you get exclusive access to our Discord server as well. So uh, maybe have a, a look and a think about that one. Join us next time, though, when we'll be looking at uh, another interesting theory, uh, the legend that is the Mothman. So you don't want to miss that one. We definitely uh, don't. In the meantime, in the <laughs> meantime, keep watching out for these archaeological digs and items that come out of them because you never know, something might be of interest. And of course, keep watching the skies. Catch Take you next time. Catch you next time. Bye bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.